Welcome to another edition of the On Air series for the Heritage Month. We're focusing on the Eastern region as the Heritage Caravan team travels across the country. Today we want to focus a bit more on Ewukugwa, a town a lot of us are told in school is the hometown of Konkwanoche. We will use that to try and understand the Eastern region's topography, particularly within the Equapim areas. We've already discussed the Aquamu issue. We'll try and understand the role of Ewukugwa historically in Ghana and try and use that to understand the Equapim areas and their links with the Guans. Kuku Dakwan Christ, my guest. Kuku, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, we're seeing the Eastern region, a very fantastic region. To go back to what you said earlier, you said the Eastern region is very diverse. The Kwewus are there, the Achim are there, the Kwapims and the, are there, the Aquamus are there, and the Dangbe are there. Yeah. We do know that Aquamus helped the Ashanti against the Dintra. But what I was wanted to do was to wrap up the movement because I've heard people talk about places in BA. For example, I draw a Fari wrote a book about her father. And if you read the book, she refers to the links between Doma and parts of the Aquamu state, which I do not, I, I, I'm not sure I got, got the full story. So you started from uh, 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 Ediana, Chifu, mm. move to the east, move to the west. Asimankese, you are now in the um, Yano area. They become a mighty state. They are fighting everybody. At what point did the Aquamus end up in Doma? So after the death of our ancestors, there was a dynastic war. There were two royals, twins, which was Atakura Miniampong and then Obiriyabua. So Atakura was the senior twin and the junior twin was Obiriyabua. So during the succession period, the Jasehine of Akomu supported Atakura Miniampong. Why Nana Nkansa, who is the queen mother, also supported uh, Obiriyabua. And as a result of the skirmishes, because Ancestors uh, has chosen uh, a successor, and as a result of this dynastic fight, the Queen Mother joined Obiriyabua. That is the Doma, the beloved children, and then they move away from the how do you call it, Akomu, and then first moved to Kententrasi, which is at Insawum, and then proceeded to Obami in Kou, and then proceeded all the way to Sontreso in Kumasi, wow. where they got land from the chief of Amakum. Okay, uh -huh. Nana, uh, um, and you got the land there and they stay there. Wow. So it was why they were, in fact, before they even come there, they first moved to um, Santimansu Isumija, or Asante is called Santimansu Isumija, where they went to. That is the cradle of Ashanti state. Most of the Ashanti people moved from Santimansu Isumija to where they are today. So it was there they met the Wamfi people before they moved to Suntreso to go and settle. As Sontraso, they, they were there before the Kwaman people from Kokofu came to the area. And when they came to the area, they were given land by uh, the Amakum people, who were uh, Asania people. They gave land to the Oyoko people to settle on. But Amakum, uh, the Sontraso people thought they were there, the Diana people, who had come from Akobi via uh, Santimansu Isumiya, thought that they had the land before. So one of the elderly women from Indiana, went to uh, weed on that land or try to have a plantation there. And Otia Kenten gave her warning that that land belongs to uh, Otia Kenten being the, being the, uh, the Kwaman chief, the chief of Kwaman, because that time Asante State has not emerged. 
and as a result, he killed this woman. And then if the place became Anogu, if you don't read, you won't die. That is the name of oh, the no, Anogu. And that place is where the Kumasi castle is at now. Wow. So that place is called Anogu. So they were able to capture that land. And this thing hurt the Akomu Ebiana group that have come to the area. So under their, their, their chief, Nana uh, Chema Sukafu and others, they wage war, one of the uh, Akomu uh, Ebiana natives, they wage war against, um, how do you call it? Otiakente. Uh, no, then Otiakente left and Obili Yabuga came. Okay. So within that war, that was fought at Abesim area, they were the uh, uh, sorry, some trust where the Akomus were uh, defeated. Uh, sorry, Obiyabua was killed in that war. By an Ashanti oral tradition said he didn't die. He, he went home. His son Nana Sabin, who is Obiyabua's son, took him to the house before he died there. But this was a very serious issue. So when his nephew Opemuswa Osetutu came to the throne. He engaged in retaliatory war, and then he went to war with uh, the dominant people or the Doma people, and they were able to defeat the Doma in the war fought at Abyssin. So they are, then were forced to move up towards the Sunyani area. Yeah. So when the war occurred, that time the chief was Chemesikafu. So Chemesikafu really became the sole washer, okay, creditor of the Asantehene. And so those who remain, they have to move away because they've been defeated. So they move all the way, passed through the Abyssin areas. Some went to Dama and then founded the Dama states. Others went to the German and then founded the German states. So it's almost like full circle because they are Adriana, they are Akan. They move all the way down, spread their way, come into the Yano area, become a great empire, get defeated move again, get into Ashanti, and eventually go back to the Bono area, yeah. which eventually is where they all came from, because yes, if you ask... the migration from the north. So it's almost like they've completed the yeah. migratory pattern. That, that's quite interesting. So people from Doma are Aquamus. Or no, you can't see that. You can see people from Doma are Idiana people, yeah. but they, they ha in their history, it's Aquamu. Yes, so they move. So you will start the journey from Kefo Hemai, where the Dianes originally settled before moving to Samankasi, then to Danyano, where they founded their kingdom. Then from there straight to Asante Mansu in Sumia, from there to Sontresu in Kumasi, then move all the way to find the Doma and the German kingdoms. Now, where is Ewokugwa and how important is it to the history of what we have as present-day Ghana? Thank you very much. Um, the Ewokugwa are also in the Hiligua, what we call the Kwapim Range. On the mountains. Normally, people from that area, when they are going, they're including you. They say, I'm going to Ophir. That's how they call their hill, Ophir. So, some people say, So, that is the hill. And as you know, Ghanaians believe, or it is generally believed that there are people who are very respectful. Even when they are insulting, they say, Me Pachosi, we are You see, so these are the kind of people we are talking about. And Ewukugwa is among the 17 states that make up the Ekwapimi state. Originally a Hiliguan, okay, in that community. So in the community Ewukugwa is living in, it's described as Okre. 
and the language they speak is Chilipon, which is from uh, or Chilipompo. The group is about five. That's uh, the Great Okre in that area, and the. The children is coming from that I can't used to teach them that they are people who can read and sell them. So children, that's why they used to buy it is children. They are great mighty people who are on the hill. And among the Chirapons or the Akre people are the Ewukugwa, Aprede, and the Biru. Sometimes some even add Abansi and then Asasiesu. Which uh, of our kind of region, but they are also in that area. Even though some believe that Aboriginal people are there. So that's from the Okre speakers. So there's Deu, Ebu, Ewokugwa, and Asisiaso. No, Asisiaso is not Aprede. Aprede? Yes. Aprede. These are and within Edukrum. the Okre area. Yes. Edukrum. And Edukrum. But you said there are 17 Equapim states. These five are part of the 17. The, part, part of the So you have the Ebri? Ebri. You have your hometown, Obosumase. That's my mother's hometown. Yes. <laughs> then you have... Obosumase is my... Let's just be clear. We are Patilina, so I'm from Georgia. But Obosumase is where my mother's yes. father comes from. Okay. That's true. Then you have the Abutechi. Mm -hmm. You have the Manfe. Manfe. You have the Mampong. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Amanokrum. Okay. You have Tutu. Okay. Then you have Abansi. You have Asasiesu. Then you have... Latahinase, you have Latekubiase, all of them and around then you the Akrasi. Akrasi. 17. So, but the capital of the, the capital of the state is Ukropong, adding to it. I see. Ukropong. So there's a pretty, a bri, a dukrom, obusumase, mampon, tutu. In fact, when you're driving up the hill, you can actually see these towns. Yeah. Then there's a Mamfe, Amanokrom, Latekubiase, mm. Latia, is it Abenase? Is it Latahinasi and Latakubiasi all making the Latakubiasi? Yeah, that's my name is Abunzi. Then you have Abutechi. Abutechi. That is where they signed the 1733 Accord that created the Kapin State. Because there is Chenku deity there. And that is a powerful deity. It moves all the way to um, the, the Chenku forces at Dodua area. That water, you move all the way from Abusumasi. So the deity Chenku itself is at the uh, the the hills of Abutechi. That's where it moves. And from. there's also Abonse. There's Abonse. And then there's Deu. Yes. Ebreu. There's Asasiesu. Asasiesu. Mm -hmm. And then Ewukugwa. Ewukugwa. So Ewukugwa is known to be where Konfanoti came from. Yeah. But what does it even mean? What does Ewukugwa mean? Ewukugwa means Ewukus Market. Oh, okay. Ewukus Market. I see. So their leader Ewuku, when they were moving, you see, the, the Guan people were aboriginals. In fact, back in the day, they moved all the way under the king Atala of Inam. They had the king all the way from the Accra plains, all the way to Sacre areas, which they call uh, Sacre in their language. So the Ashantis that came, the later group of Akan that came to become Ashanti, Kumewu, Abubu, and all those people. In that area in Kwaman, they call the sexual areas. Okay? In that area, they don't like goat. They were hunters. So goat is called sexual empel. Sexual doesn't like goat. So those people in the area, that is where, where the Ebru and other people, so Ebru were the first to even be on the mountain. So uh, Deu and then uh, Edukrum and Ko were all living at where the Achim will later come and stay called Tafu. So there were a lot of uh, fights there. 
and then Ukugal led them from that place and came to settle at, on the mountain where their brethren's uh, was already established. And that place became a market, a Ukus area. So it became a Ukuga. So during the Yam Festival, if you want to see the uh, seniority among them, you realize that when they are sharing the hind legs and they're sharing meats, aha, Ukuga perform very important role in this. And they also have a very powerful deity, which was there, that will produce uh, the famous Okonfanochi. The five towns of Chepon, Ibru, Deu, Ewukugwa, Edukrom, and Epredi. Mm -hmm. And Ewukugwa is like the largest of the... Yeah, so we said the senior for them traditionally used to be Ebiru because that was there. So he was, um, I've forgotten whether it was the Adontanehene or something of the Ekwapim okay. state. Right. Uh, uh, historical, uh, a political point uh, in terms of those who follow, Dan Bocho is MP for Okre. Okay. And then for those who like your football, the Wu Youngsters yeah. was a, a very good team there at some point. I think they have they have a new name now. They are no longer called the Wu Youngsters. So, who was Okonfanochi, by the way? So, Okonfanochi comes from the family in Ewukuga. So, he's a Guan. And uh, according to the oral tradition, his father was called Ano. So, he was Ano's son, born in that family. When he was born, he was born with power, uh, something in his hand. Some say it was a risk. And then he came some birthmark. So when he was born, his father, he was this young man was doing a lot of mysterious things, doing powerful things. So whenever he's doing those things, people will speak in their Chirpon language as Anoche. Anoche means Ano look. Look at what is, uh, look at what Anosan is doing. So the Anoche or Ano look then became Anache. So his father took was his Anno. name. And yeah. Che is in the... Yes. But others say his true name was Frempon Manson Kotobre. So Frempon Manson. So Frempon Manson, and when we talk in a language, you will understand. Frempon Omanasu, that is the nation's year. It becomes, it, it echoes the man's rule. So what it is is that uh, with his powers, he moved from several places before he landed at uh, Asante Kingdom. So people believe he even passed through Kurubo land, went through the Dentra, Dentra where there was an issue and he made the prophecy of uh, looking for somebody with, uh, you know there are some people with a skin with some flags, that white thing in the first skin. That is what he needed for uh, sacrifices. And that person turned out to be the, a royal. So when he made that prophecy, the Dintra people had wanted to use him because he himself is very fair. So he fled from Dintra and then entered Ashanti with his friend he had made that time, uh, or, or this year, or say to Tutu was learning the art of uh, statecraft from the Dintra court. So it was there, the, the oral tradition says they made friendship. So when Finally, Obri Abua died, and then Nana Sakodia Date, okay, of uh, Antoine led the delegation to uh, Dintra and brought Odisha Ose Tutu back home. Uh, he was installed as a chief, and then the friendship between the two grew up. So Okonfanoti became the spiritual advisor to Ose Tutu, and the combination of these two ensured the success of Ashanti in the war as well as diplomacy and statecraft. Is there a relationship between Konfanochi and Akwamu state? 
So you will say Okonfanochi has uh, it doesn't have that relationship like Osei Tutu. Osei Tutu was someone when at the height of the uh, Akomu's power, there was Otutu de Tutuabo. That uh, when uh, Osei Tutu's mother was, uh, was someone who was having difficulty in bearing children, so his brother, who is the king, uh, 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 sent him to the Tutuabo deity. And it was there that he was born. Then they gave him the name Osei Tutu, okay, as someone who, back in the day, when so Osei Tutu has a strong history with the Eastern region. Yeah, he had. His, his, so when he grew up and he was going and even seven there, he went with one of the warriors from there called Asamuan Kwanta. So it was Asamuan. After he was moving, he brought some guns from the Danish castle, and then Asamuan Kwanta led them. The, because it can show the way of crossing the, uh, how do you call it, the water. So according to the rural history, when they were crossing, there was a bush, bush pig. It is called Kokote. So the bush pig, the place he was able to cross, they realized that that place is narrow. And they follow the, the, uh, the path of the Kokote or the bush pig. And that is why Asamwa Kwanta, who saw it and led them there, get, got the appellation Asamwa Kokote. So every Asamwa's appellation is Kokote. And he was a very energetic guy, very young. So they call him Omono. So other people also call him Omono Asamwa. So they moved all the way to uh, Ashanti and he was giving guns and they formed a community division. And they gave them a place in Kumase called Enum because he was from Enum area. So he was called Enum Asamwa Kwanta. You get the point. So the Enum then got corrupted to Edum and they became the chief executioners of Ashanti state. So that is the connection from that angle. We know that the golden stool was conjured by Konfuanochi. How seminal is that in the Ashanti story? I mean, we, had, we have we sort of traced a bit of who Konfuanochi is. Uh, it seems to me as if the golden stool is really Ashanti power. And it is they, the soul. They, and they the believe soul. that that is what binds the nation together. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me how somebody from Ukugua who was originally living here in Akwamu land with Akwamu's military power comes to befriend Osei Tutu and they form this. So we can also say that some of the, the Akwamu powers of war, the Asante benefited from that and also possibly the ability to use mystical powers which you describe what Konfanochi has. Yeah, so, so it is a combination of uh, uh, stuff. So you can, back in the day, you can't talk about history, even in European history. If you go back, back to Norse history, about the Vikings, even in the, among the Britons, back in the day, you talk of um, Merlin, the wizard, you talk, you see, so back in the day, in all of our history, the element of mysticism is there. It's something we cannot move away. But however, in our African history, when this thing is being recounted, people sort of look down upon that and say, this couldn't have happened. They don't play yeah, the role play of it. But the European one, we saw, okay, it happened because, because of their color or whatever. And because the of the way they educated us. Yes. So, <laughs> so bringing it home to our discussion, this combination of mystical powers, religious, I would call it religious capabilities, which also enhances the militaristic capabilities as well as diplomacy. This all combined and ensure mm. the success of Ashanti state. Wonderful. So that, that is how you should look at it. This is the Heritage Month on a series. We're talking Eastern region in this episode. We're discussing Ewukugwa, 
as a, a route into the Confanoti conversation and also trying to understand some of the various groups in the region. Uh, my name is Ben Ablem, my guest is Kweku Dakwankra. Uh, a few name checks. So there's a man I interviewed uh, in the past few years called Kofi Otutu Edulabi. And he tells me he's from Ibru. And so when you mention the Otutu, and then he mentioned how Osetutu got his name, I think I made that connection. So actually, Osetutu's association with that part of history is where he probably got his name from. Yes. So yes. it's probably not an originally Asante name. Yes, so the Otutu itself is not an Asante name. He got it from the Hiligwans, where the deity is, at Tutuabu deity. So Otutu is, the, Tutuabu is an uplifter or throw of stones, Tutuabu. Okay, so he throws stones, and that is the power of that deity. Mm -hmm. he, he gives children, also, it was also a war deity. Uh, so, if you go to Ibiru, the chief of the community is called Otutukono, which, when they come to the Accra and stay and were working, they become Otokuno in that name. So, you see, uh, mm -hmm. there was so, somebody who also came from that to Accra, who is called Obualabi, become Bolabi. And that sort of thing. So this, you see, even the interconnection between the Hiligwans and even the Gan, as well as other communities. I wanted you to talk a bit about the Guans, um, because you said the Equapim are a merger of migrant Akans and the Hiligwans. Yeah. For those who are not from there, it's not very clear to see. But when you sort of, I'll give you an example. When I'm covering elections, and I am doing so, there's a primary for MPP. And you go to say the Ekropong area, you notice that there's a voting pattern, and it's within one party. Yeah. The latter people may have a certain preference, but the Ekropong people have a certain preference. And that distinction is very clear when they have those internal elections. It's not very clear in the national picture. Mm. So, is it that the, is, is there a clear distinction between the Guan group and the Akan group, even, when, even though they are all Equapims? Yeah. Can you, can you sort of elaborate so on it? So, linguistically. Yes. Linguistically, you will see the difference because the very moment you move all the way from Ebri through Amanokrum, these are all Akan enclaves. Okay? The guy, Opare, Okoto, that founded the Ebu, Ebri, which is Ebude, the Ebu's own. Okay? In just Ebu, 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 the okay. one who uh, Ebu's own, mm -hmm. he owns the place. And then you go straight to Amanokrum which is uh, a Mano guy who was also a member of the team group that came. In fact, there's a connection between Amano Krum and Dodua. That line, that's why you see the name Amano in between those communities. Okay. So Amano, the founder of the community. Then you go to Ekropong, who were the Achim warriors that actually led the war by Oforikai, who, who, Oforikuma, who led the war. And when they, and his family members were the people that were given the land to rule because they were the military leaders. So Safari or Oferukuma or Ferukai, that's the various name given to him. Wow. He started the foundation of the Equipment State during the agreement. So the the Okri group, which is the five we mentioned, the Aprede, the Uebukrum, the Ebru and yes, and the others from the Abuansi side who were a mixture of the Guan group as well as some accounts and then you have the Gua group or Guan group which is the latte so the latte language they speak there is different from the one spoken by the okri group but they are both guans they are both and so what it is is that so what it is is that there is similarity in their language so they are speaking a dialect of a guan but when latte person speak 
the okre person understands. They are mutually But he may not speak the same way. It's just like speaking Evedome uh, and Awono. So can we say the Kwapim, lang the Kwapim tree was a mixture of the way the Guan spoke and how the Achim spoke, sort of merging? Yes. Because the Achim people's tree is a bit more similar to the, the what we know as a Santi tree. Yeah, but so then, the, yeah. I, I like the angle you took, so it is hybridization. Yes. Every language, when it interacts yeah. with an Aboriginal language, produces a unique hybridized language. So, Equiapim okay. is a hybrid, the ones that Achimo brought, the ones Mampo people from the Ashanti area also brought today in the Mampo states, all commingled with the uh, Aboriginal languages of Latte and the Okre to produce that unique Equiapim language. In the same way, if you go to Western region, the Takradi and other Fantis, there, you see the Fantis language intermingled with a hunter, people between Empaho and then others in Sekendi, as well as the Nzema language producing that unique language there. You see the Fantis also coming to the Central Regional Enclave. They are language mixing with the Eti language to produce that unique Bono language they brought from Techiman to produce the Infante. And then also mix with some Portuguese and European languages. So you see how the languages can come about. Look, look at Ghan. The language, whatever language historically we claim, they are brought from the East, either Yoruba or wherever, also intermingled with the Obutu language, with the people of uh, Senyabreku areas, also producing the unique Ghan language they speak today. In Volta region, the same way if you go to the the reason why the Volta away is a little bit different from this thing is it's intermingled with the Aboriginal AT and Guans that were there. So you see element of Akan names. So yeah, why will Kwankrum become Kwandu? Because they do in every language means what? Town. town. And the town was founded by Aboriginal person who moved all the way from the Guan areas of, of BA, moved all the way down there and found Kwankrum. When the airways came to me, they became Pandu, and now we have Pandu. So this, you see that's it very, in there. That's very controversial. In, in I'm, the, sure, I'm sure I'll have a, a, a long letter no, from somebody. You won't have say, any long letter <laughs> because it's established work that Apowazi, so who is a true airway, has written about... No, I do understand that the Everest in the Vedome side, so Pandu, Krepi, Peki areas, there's a lot of Akan yes influence but yeah. i was just i didn't know about the Kwando unfortunately story. uh when people we are all mixture yeah who is a true uh, airway today okay we all came to meet people but always the history favors the superpower the one with the numbers that bury others within them so when we even get the name of the aboriginals we are trying to say i belong to the major group because that is the people who are now telling the story Wonderful. so somebody comes from water region it's called asiedu a gne this is a typical away name he will know somebody is called jason he will say he will have to find a way within the airway language and look for airway variables to translate it you know, but if you go back you will see that not i can't perceive by i can themselves also borrowed a lot from the AT and the Guans. So the, the whole thing is the Guan and the, the, Guan, the Guan are the people. We all came to meet they them. They are the people we had to yes. meet with and mix. So, so the Guan were Aboriginals, the AT were Ab Aboriginals. Okay. The, if you go to Cape Coast, the Cape Coasters, who were the Fetu were Aboriginals. Abram were also there, Elmina were. These were Aboriginal groups that were there. Comanche, the Indedum were also Aboriginal. They are not Guans, they are not AT, but they are also different. Wow. So you see all these Aboriginal ethnic groups, Asebu, at a communicated this hometown. They are also the same people. It is the people from Asebu that's going to find the, 
uh, uh, this cove, lower and upper this cove, and busier areas. They are all the same people. Wow, I like that trajectory. I want to come back to the hilly ones and end on latte because I have grown up with a lot of lattes when I was. Uh, who are the latte people and how different are they as guans? So, latte people, we know that historically they were also on the south and they were led by their leader Ade Ite Fianco and they move all the way. So, they call them latte, firestone in the language. Firestone, latte. Latte. Is that right? No, so. Oh, the language itself. So, it's their language. The language itself. Okay. Which is. Obutu Aguan, mm -hmm. which is the Senyabriku people. And their language completely influenced Ghana language. So that's why so, the, the, the non-Guans actually borrowed the Guan language. Which non-Guans? Non, I mean non. So, the non-Guans, so, okay. So I'm Ewe. Fred is Ghana. These are the people who rather chose and used Guan words and adopted it into their language. language. Just like the Fantis who borrowed from the AT, we are Aboriginals. So for AT Kasa, they have taken the AT language. So latte is you see? stone fire. Yeah, fire stone. You know what's funny? <laughs> and then this is a very unrelated story. I lived in a place called Firestone in Medina. That's where I live. A lot, right a lot now of the myself. people, my neighbors mm. were latte people. <laughs> but the company there, which was called Firestone, was different because that, that company was a. Uh, they had a franchise for this American Thai company. So that's why they call it Firestone. But there's a lot of Latte people who lived in that enclave. Yeah. But that's a different story. So the Latte people, you say, were also from the south. Yeah. Before they mingled with the accounts. Yes. And so what's the headquarters? Is it a Dukrum? No. What's the that? Latte people are Latte, Latte Kubiase used to be the uh, headquarters. Okay, and they have, but now they are divided. You have the Latte Kubiase, which is down there. And latte and here I say at the top. So, so if you reach latte, yeah. if you ever go to the town, you see one road leads down, another one leads. They up. are the same people. They are the same people, but with their different leader. So Ajemfre and his people are at the top, which is the latte and here I say. And then you go to the Kubiasi area, getting to the down there, you have the Jedun Kansen and his people right there. So the Jedun Council were the first people to be there before other people came to. So they also were different groups. They passed through different trajectories, but they speak the same language. Before the people who were there, who called themselves the original, the Jampo people, which now you understand as Jampo, were also there. Jampo. Jampo, which is, I was there, Aboriginal, who was a settler, the first to come. So they are there and they call them, now the name has become Jampo, the family. As it is. It's funny. And then the jumper I know says is is from South Pond. No, the mother, because of the he's using a kind of matrilineal system. So if your mother comes from a community. Oh, so Jampo is latte on the father's side. Yes. And the but mother, mother comes is from, from South Pond. So that makes him a fancy. Because his address is Prabio something. Uh, Prabio. Prabio, the original place where Professor uh, PAV and Sa lived. I see. That's why he was. We're living here. Like so much to, to learn. We've just been Picking two main issues in the Eastern region, we first discussed the Akwamu, traced their trajectory. We've also looked at Ewukugwa and Konfuanoche and sort of try and understand a bit of the Equapim groups. There's a lot more we'll do. This is our own issues on Heritage Month. My name is Bernard Avle, my guest, Kweku Dakwankra, stay with us. <laughs>